This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, live in studio for the next couple hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, flagship station for your Las Vegas Raiders. Damon Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel, holding it down on the phones, on the text line. Of course, be providing his uh, expert analysis as well throughout the course of the show. Very excited to be back in studio after a day away at the OYO Yesterday, I appreciate everyone who came out and hung out with us for Monday Night Football action, and there was some action. It's a really good Monday Night Football game that just happened to be in the middle of it. Some pretty big, huge breaking news that that came about that had to do with your Las Vegas Raiders and then head coach John Gruden. At this point, I'm not breaking any news to you, so we're not even quite 24 hours from John Gruden resigning as the head football coach of the Raiders. I know there's a lot of emotions. I did a podcast this morning that I felt was very passionate from a, a Raiders fan, a lifelong Raiders fan point of view, not just a guy who covers a team on the regular, not just a guy who tries to keep it as professional as possible, but tried to also represent from what a fan is feeling on today. And so that was the, that was the thoughts that I had. Shared them on the podcast, and uh, of course, want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. 702-365-9200 has been a lot of great, passionate calls already today. I was listening this morning to the morning tailgate with uh, Clay Clay Baker and uh, Heidi Fang. They did a fantastic job. Of course, JT the Brick just held it down for the last couple hours. And uh, like I like to say, now it's our time to be on the sticks. And coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. I'm sure, that'll be an interesting uh, show. I'm sure Lincoln will have plenty of great things to say and bring to the table. So this is where you're going to get it. You're going to get it raw and you're going to get it real right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, Raider Nation, definitely holler at us. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the situation? How are you feeling about this team moving forward? Who, oh, by the way, is only in week five, just finished week five of the regular season. So they're guaranteed to have at least 12 more games. That's the minimum. Now, depending on what they do, we'll determine if they have more than that. But they got at least 12 games on the way. So the more important question, not even more important, just one of the big questions that I have is not only how do you feel, how do you think the players react moving forward? That's what I want to know. Rich Basaccia is now the interim head football coach. We're going to get to talk to him tomorrow at the Raiders headquarters. Seeing a lot of people reach out and say, how come we haven't heard from the Raiders yet? Besides the statement from Mark Davis, so about a one-line statement, one-line, or not a one-line, about a two-sentence statement from John Gruden last night, and then also the announcement of Rich Passaccia being the interim head coach. He will talk with the media tomorrow. I don't know who else we'll get, but we'll, all, we'll have all hands on deck. I don't know what time it's going to start. I'm assuming it's about 1230. I'm not sure what time it's going to end. So tomorrow might be one of those days where Q's riding down the 215 doing the first segment of the show. Who knows? But there's no way, no how, I'm not going to be in attendance on that uh, that presser tomorrow. Because this is it's another new chapter 
in Raiders football moving forward after last night. I thought we weren't going to talk about new chapters of Raiders football uh, after, after we talked about the Raiders moving to Las Vegas and opening up Allegiant Stadium and opening up the headquarters there in Henderson. It's like, hey, this is, this is a great chapter for the Raiders. Didn't think there was going to be so quickly another chapter open. But one chapter closes, one chapter opens. And there will obviously be another chapter after the season, depending on what direction the Raiders decide to go. And that's, that's for another day. That's, that's for another day. I know people are going to call and say, hey, who, who do you think the Raiders' next head coach will be? I, look, again, that's another day. There's still 12 games in this season left to go. Rich Bisacci is the guy. I say Raider Nation, and look, this is just my suggestion. Get behind Rich Bisaccia. Try to support him as he tries to rally the troops and go to battle. Because, again, they're in second place in the AFC West. They have an opportunity to win some, win some games and do something special, regardless of who's the guy leading the charge or not. If it's Rich Bisaccia or if it was John Gruden, it is going to be Rich Bisaccia from here. So definitely want to hear from you uh, coming up on the show at two 30, my guy, RJ Ochoa from blogging the boys probably wondering why is RJ Ochoa joining the show? Well, because Rich Basaccia was a longtime member of the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. RJ Ochoa covered him like a glove while he covers the Dallas Cowboys. So going to give you kind of a bit of a preview. The other shows so far today have been able to talk about what's going on currently I like to start turning the corner, start turning the page. That's about what you do around two o'clock in the afternoon. You start turning the page. You don't start, you don't continue to dwell on everything that's been going on. You start moving forward. That's why I throw out the question. How do you think the players react? How do you think they act moving forward? How do you think they perform on the field as early as this upcoming Sunday against the Denver Broncos? Very tough team. Start to turn the page. So RJ is going to give you a, a rundown of what to expect from the new head coach, interim head coach, of the Raiders, Rich Bisaccia. That's coming up at 2.30. And then at 3.20, I will not let this um, overshadow what we do this week here on Tuesdays on Raider Nation Radio 920, and that's talk about the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. How appropriate. Coronado Head Football Coach, Fred Belitnikoff Jr. That name sounds familiar, right, Damon? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Tom Flores, Fred Belitnikoff, both in the Hall of Fame. Freddie Belitnikoff Jr., Tom Flores, high school football coach of the week. Coronado comes up with a big victory. They're undefeated in league play. So he'll join the show coming up at 320 to talk all about that as we do each and every week. One of my favorite conversations. We have a lot of great interviews on this show and on this station in general. But, man, I love talking to high school football coaches. And you'll hear that conversation coming up at 320. But uh, I know the phone lines are lighting up. I see it from over here. 702-365-9200. Demond, who we got up first? Passionate Raider. Passionate Raider. Give it to me. Man, what's happening, man? What's happening, man? Chilling, man. How you doing? You know, I, man, you know what? You said it's time to turn the page. I mean, man, I've been... Look, I've been on John Gruden, you know what, for the past... Since last year, man. It, this, this stuff really just didn't start with me and John, man. His offense, his play calling has been bad since last year. What is what I think it is like eleven games now they haven't scored in the first quarter with the same offensive coordinator with the same quarterback. I, I mean you're changing. I mean everything that this man has done has been, in my eyes, and I mean the record shows it has been half backwards, man. And, and for this to come out the way it did on Friday, 
you know, I man, it. I just had a bad feeling all weekend. I'm from Chicago area, man. I hate the Chicago Bears more than anything, man. <laughs> and, to, and and to lose that game the way we did to go out there and even a bad Bears team, I mean, a team that didn't even play good football was in control of that whole game in your home stadium. And then to hear John afterwards, you know, I'm sick of the vanilla questions that he was getting asked lately. You know, it's just like, okay, now this come, it's just like, it just like, how does this just happen miraculously when he's losing the team anyway? So, I mean, Hey, it's time to turn the page. Rich, if Rich is the man, Rich is the man. Let Gus handle that defense. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, my, my thing is, as a Raider fan, and I've been saying it again all day, but I'm tired of it, man. I, I'm tired. I, I, here we go again. It's just always something to be a laughing stock in the NFL, man. And it, it, as a fan, for I'm 41 years old. Since I've known about NFL football, I have been a Raiders fan, man. And, and a guy called today and talked about, you know, 2002, and then we had another 12 and four run. That's that's all I've had my whole life, man. Right. And it's been nothing but shame, hurt, and pain, man. And and, and here we go again. So I, I just pray the boys can stick together, man. I pray that the locker room don't get divided over this for the John fans and the ones that ain't. I I, I mean, really, man, because the just for the fans' sake, man, the guys pull it together, have their little meeting. Let's go out there and play like we did game one to where we played together. We trusted each other, and we won that game. The second game, we should have lost, but we, we, we found a way to win that game. The third game, I mean, the, the second game, we had the third game. We still found a way to win it, but those last two games, that was not the same Raider team, even though John was making horrible calls in those games. I called it from the beginning of the year. This old line is a, is a mess. But that all falls back on John as the head coach. He made this decision to change that offensive lineup. And then all through the offseason, you're hearing people want out. This head guy wants out. This head guy wants out. Oh, this guy, oh, this player's asking for his release. You got JT. Oh, well, Hudson was, Hudson was wanting his. Why? Obviously, there was some stuff going on that we really didn't know because a lot of people was wanting out of Vegas, man. And, 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 and they can try to hide it just like the news tries to hide stuff. When you really do your. There was a lot of stuff going on that I think people knew about that this was coming, man. But here we go again, Vegas, in the news on some drama, man. And here's all of us loyal fans again, stuck, kicked in the nuts. Bam. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for the call. And, and look, I'll say this. I don't. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you what was known and why people wanted to get out. Uh, I don't think guys like Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson were down to take pay cuts. I just don't. And I don't. And I wouldn't either. I mean, would you, Demond? Would you take a pay cut? Not at all. Exactly. So we, I don't, I don't like, think there's one swing and like, yeah. that that would sign up to take a pay cut. Whatever job you do, and I'm not talking just specifically to you, passionate Raider. I'm talking to anyone alive. If someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I respect you. I want you to work here, but I also want you to take a pay cut," what is our response? No. And then it's like, oh, what's the, what's the reason? Uh, are we have going through some hard times? Like, is the company about to go under? Now nah, we kind of want to pay somebody else some more money. If you what? have, if you have an option. And some people don't have options. Some employers come to them and say, hey, you're taking a pay cut or you ain't going to have a job. That's one thing. But if you're an NFL player that knows you still got it and realizes, hey, I'm not going to take a pay cut. So you can cut me and I'll go get a job somewhere else. 
And then you got to see somebody else come in the press conference. They got their jersey right. up, shaking the hands. So I had to take a pay cut so this, this guy, guy could get $8 right. million. Exactly. Look, man, you I know, don't. It's funny you say that because you want to move the page to the players. Last night I was listening to Kirk Morrison on Sirius XM. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking about, like, because he went through this situation. He went exactly A different it. situation, yep. of course, like coach They drafted but, Rolando McClain, and then they moved on from uh, Kirk. But also, when Lane Kiffin got fired, he had to do, deal oh, with an yeah. interim coach situation. Yep. yep. And they elevated Tom Cable to be the interim head coach. That's right. And it's just. The players, you got to like, Basaccia, he's got to keep this locker room together. Right. Because if he doesn't, players are going to be looking out for themselves. Yeah. Okay, like, oh, man, they're going to bring in a new regime. Who knows they're going to keep the new GM. So it's just like Josh Jacobs, how he said yesterday, he's got he's got his player option coming up. Where it's just like, so he needs that offensive line to they protect got, him, to give him some room. All these players have. players looking out for themselves. All these players have 12 games of an audition right now. Exactly. And you don't want people like all a guy All these coaches have 12 games as an audition right now. Everyone is auditioning right now. Now, they could keep it together and go on a deep run, and that's a hell of an audition, but ultimately, all these players and all these coaches have a 12-game at least audition. That's what you're guaranteed, and that's all you're guaranteed. Got a text on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, from Triana. Always great to hear from her. Hope this burns a passion fire under our boys. Show the league we are bigger and better than this. I like that. I like the way that that was broken down. That's real right there. Light that fire. I, I talked about that fire yesterday. Didn't see it on Sunday. And I'll say after everything rolled out, I wasn't privy to emails until we started seeing the actual report. Then I, when I read it on the New York Times, I mean, I was appalled. I was appalled by what I was reading. It was just, it was, it was foul. And I can go on a long rant about it. I'm not going to. I mean, if you read it, you know it's foul. I could clearly see why the players played the way they did on Sunday. Because if they knew half the stuff that he had said and that was in those emails, they knew that they were playing for him for the last time. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. I'm not trying to speculate. I'm just saying, based off some things that I've been reading and some of the facts that they knew that there was a lot of bad stuff he said, I'm sure they all had a great idea that they were playing for him for the last time. And that showed up on the field on Sunday. So like Triana said, to bring it all back full circle, hope this burns a passion fire under our boys. Shows the league we're bigger and better than this. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. 702-365-9200. talk to my guy, Alan, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Alan? Hey, you guys. Um, you know, I was thinking while you guys were talking here just now, I commend Mark Davis for making this move so quickly. I believe that most owners would have dragged this until the offseason when they can address it more clearly. But Mark Davis, you know, all these stories came out. He said, you know what, I'm going to deal with it right now. The players don't deserve to be distracted. The fans don't deserve the disrespect and, and all the distractions. Let's just handle it now. We have a good team. Yeah, we're 3-2, and two, but, I mean, we have a lot of talent. Our defense is playing a whole lot better. And we're in second place. I mean, we can, we can definitely still make a playoff run. And as far as Rick Asaccia, taking over. The players have to just rally around him. He's experienced. He allows our DC to focus on the defense, our OC to focus on the offense, and the players to just simply do their jobs. And three coaches that have been previous special teams coordinators, Mark Levy, Mike Dicka, John Harbaugh. You guys take care. 
All right, man. Thank you so much for that call. It's Allen in Vegas. And I'll say this real quick, and then we'll get to our next call. Fargo Raider, you're up next. But uh, I, I, I will say this. I don't think Mark Davis could have, even if he wanted to drag it through all the way to the end of the season, I don't think there was any chance that that was going to happen. There's just way too much out there. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I was, I'm, I'm actually a little shocked and surprised that Gruden was even able to coach on Sunday. I mean, I, I was actually surprised that uh, he didn't get suspended due, you know, and then, hey, uh, upon further investigation. That's in that the, the typical line that's out there. Oh, we're going to investigate. We're going to suspend you or hold you out until, you know, investigation. Yes, until further notice, those type of things. That's what I kind of thought was going to happen. I, it kind of surprised me that it didn't happen. And then with all this that came out yesterday, uh, there was absolutely no way. And I put this out there in a tweet, and I know that it probably was taken by some incorrectly, but when I saw the initial report from the New York Times and I hadn't read everything, I said, hey, if these if these allegations, what, what apparently he said, if these are true, there's no other way this thing ends. Now, I was wrong because I figured he would just get fired in, instead of resigning. I didn't take into consideration that both of those ways could be be taken, but it all resulted in the same thing. He's not the head man there in, uh, in Vegas with the Raiders anymore. Let's go out to Fargo Raider. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Appreciate you. Hey, Damon Q. Nice to hear from you guys today. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to come out here and just like you said, turn the page, man. I'm going to have to say that we as a fan base, you know, we the Raiders are all we have. Nobody's going to give us respect and love until we earn it. And we got to love each other, man. I see on Twitter and all over the place that we're turning on each other. We have our political views and our, and our personal opinions. And that's fine and all, but we're all we're all family. We're all brothers and sisters under the shield, and I'd love to see that come back. You know, a wiser man than me once said, "To err is human, to forgive is divine." I'm not asking anybody to forgive the 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 comments that were made, but I'm asking you guys to keep in mind that he has a family as well, just like we all do. And you know, people make mistakes. He had to pay for his, and now we got to get behind our team. We can't be sitting here bashing our team, bashing the coaches that are left, calling for people to be traded. Let the men, let the men work, you know. Do our job as a fan base and support. That's what we're here to do. We, I've, I'm 30 years old. I haven't, I haven't seen anything really good that, that good either. But I'm here. I buy the jerseys. I buy the tickets. I fly out. And I support. And I love every single one of y'all that's part of the nation. Thank you for the call, man. Good, good passion right there. I, I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what it's about, man. It's it's about you know supporting the guys that are there. It's about supporting Rich Basaccia. It's it's about supporting the guys that are in silver and black. And that's that's what it's you know it's what it's all about. Again, this radio station is called Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. That is for you, the fan, to be able to listen and get information on your favorite team. I've said this story many times. Even when they were going to the Super Bowl back in 2002, there wasn't any outlets, not too many outlets that were really concentrating a lot on the silver and black. You you had to go look for you had to go look for content that had to do with the Raiders. We're providing you the soundtrack to it, and we're going to deal with it. I was talking to JT before the show. We're going to deal with it. We're going to we're going to handle it. We're going to navigate the good, we're going to navigate the bad, and we're going to navigate the ugly. I'll tell you right now, I've dealt with this. This is already, I've actually had a couple people from Texas hit me up and say, man, controversy follows you. 
I've already had to deal with this kind of situation with Baylor. Ba- and, Baylor <laughs> and Baylor had a much bigger. I was just going to ask, what you have to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Oh. That was, that was, that was, oh. and, and Mama Q will tell you, man, that was not a, that was not a quick fix. That was something that drug out for a very long time. It was a very big black eye. Everyone felt like it was, you know, the NCAA and everyone else against Baylor and they could do no wrong. And Art Browse this and Art Browse. I mean, man, I heard it all. I had, there was doom and gloom from radio hosts that were on our station. There was guys that didn't even want to come and do a show that day because they yes. knew it was doom and gloom. Some might say the we ain't going to do that here. here. Yeah. We ain't going to do that here. We're going to hold things together. We're going to come and represent. Please believe this will, as everything else does, pass. Just got to keep on living. Up next, let's go and uh, hear from our guy, Don. What's on your mind, Don? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, what up? What's good? Chilling. Um, so I called early this morning with Clay and them. Okay. And I, I voiced my, my opinion on it. But, you know, as the day has progressed, I think that, you know, we got a couple players that, that, that tatted the shield on the, on them. You know, Max. Yeah. Josh. Yep. You know. Clee. Um, yeah, Clee. You know, so... That got me to thinking, you know, when you, when you, when you put a tat on you, most people, it represents something, you know, and that, and that shielding in of itself is a Raider. So now it's time to be a Raider. You know, every, everybody is, is going to, is, is going to come out and, and say this, that, and the third about the team, this, that, and the third about the players. But now it's time for you to, to you know, for the players to come, to come up and, and actually be Raiders. You against the world. Right. You know, um, as far as far as everything else that's going on, going on. Um, hold on one sec. Uh, as far as everything else that's going on, I I I've already voiced that. I just need the team to get up, um, and and, and get lit. You you started off something good, finish it. Right. You know, uh, everything else it'll it'll play itself out. That ain't got nothing to do with you. You can see that the energy on the field was nothing Sunday. So don't come out with that same energy. Come out like you playing for that shield that you tied it on. And that's all I got to say as far as that goes. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you, Don. Good to hear from you. Definitely appreciate that. Got a text right now from the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Excuse me. Keyword R&R from All Day Raider A. Big ups to my man. He said, man, it's, it's, uh, it's been a rough weekend. If it wasn't for meeting all you guys from Raider Nation Radio 920, this weekend would have been a total loss. My cry to the nation is to rally and get behind our team. Those guys are human too, and they need us to help raise them to greatness. That's from All Day Raider A. Shout out to my guy. Uh, met him at the Rockstar, him and his uh, lovely wife. And also they were hanging out at Oyo yesterday, so I definitely appreciate them uh, and all their efforts and appreciate them making their way to different locations to hang out with us. And you're absolutely right. Rally behind those guys. Rally behind those ones uh, wearing the jerseys, coaching the team up. You know, uh, those those guys didn't have anything to do with where we're at right now. Nothing. Support those dudes. You know, just just again, rally behind the troops, just like all day Raider A said. So uh, good text right there. Definitely appreciate that. We got time for one more call before we get to my guy, RJ Ochoa from blogging the boys to get all the insight, get the skinny on interim head football coach Rich Basaccia. Let's go out to Raider Mike. What's on your mind, Raider Mike? Well, I told you last Friday, you know, Gruden had to come correct to the troops, explain what little info we had. And uh, even that little info, you could see we were playing in a black fog. 
it was horrifying to watch. Then you have a stadium filled with Bears fans screaming us down. That is ridiculous. That's on us, the fans. Come on, nation. That's embarrassing. We do that to the Chargers and the Rams. They don't come from Chicago 1,400 miles away and do that to us. Next, the timing of this crap tells me since the days of Roselle, we've been hated by the commissioners, every one of them, Tagliabue, Goodell, and didn't help that last email, what he called Goodell, with the concussional pro- protocol. Right, right, right. That was absolutely horrifying. And then we have Nassib. How could Gruden go in and face Carl? Right. It just, it, he lost the locker room before we even took the field. And then he had the Bears fans. We had no chance in that game. Field sucks. It was, uh, it was, it, he's probably going to be a good quarterback. It was a Washington but football game, game all over. Yep. Yeah. It was absolutely horrifying. Okay, Nation, the horse has left the barn. Gruden, he's a cancer. Uh, he said what he said. Now, how long have they had that information? And why do they drop it right on Al Davis's day? Right. The timing of that is horrifying. Come on, NFL. When are you going to let us uh, let up on us? We're the most passionate, powerful fan base in the history of all sports, and we're going to start proving it. DC, his mindset will get right. He was on track for almost seven thousand yards, which is unheard of. Be realistic. Before this crap started happening, <laughs> right, right. Get behind your quarterback. Get behind our new head coach. Let Olsen do his thing. Let Bradley do his thing because we got the horses. We have to fix that line. Go get Schwartz, a Chief fan. If a new head coach doesn't work out, get the enemy in there because that's a, that's a double strike taking KC's go, uh, right. OC. Right, right. So these are solutions I'm throwing out there. I don't know if they're all going to happen. Bottom line is if you are RN Pharrell, Raider Nation for life, you back this team. You back this organization. We got the Lamborghini of stadiums now. And we're filling it with Bears fans. Come on, nation. Quit embarrassing us. There it goes. That should never happen again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry, I had to uh, had to get, get going. I got to get to my next guest. But, uh, yeah, I, I get the call, man. I get the call and I get the passion. And, uh, yeah, look, I'll say this one thing. And I said it before and I said it yesterday. The Bear fans were there. But the only reason they were loud is because they were the ones succeeding on the field and not the silver and black. If the Raiders have been succeeding and been out there balling, you wouldn't have heard the Bears fans. They would have been there, sure. But they wouldn't have been loud. The Raiders did nothing on the field to quiet them down. 228 is the time when we come back. R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He'll join us to talk all things Rich Bisaccia. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Our guys, we're led by each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the coaches, yeah, they, they, they're... They call the plays and everything, but at the end of the day, we are um, led by each other. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 2.32 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond Cotton behind the wheels of steel. You just heard Josh Jacobs right there talking about the players. Uh, they coach themselves and the, the coaches, they, they call the plays, but... 
uh, the players basically have to be accountable for themselves. And right now, uh, that's what they're looking at. They got to be accountable and they got to go out there and do their thing on the field. Right now on the phone lines, we have my guy RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, ESPN San Antonio as well. You can find him on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. And RJ, thank you so much for your time, my man. It's It's been a while since we talked, but uh, i got to get some insight on Rich Basaccia, who is now the interim head coach for the Raiders after John Gruden resigned last night. And before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you, Covering the Cowboys like a glove like you do. They're sitting off. They're there at a 4-1 start playing some really good ball, and especially on the defensive side of things. Did you see this coming as quickly as uh, things got turned around there in Big D? Oh, it's great to be with you, Q. I uh, hope all is well. Um, you know, I, I will say yes, um, and not as a homer or not that I – I mean, I, I certainly think the Cowboys um, are, are a very talented team, but it just kind of made sense when you looked at their schedule. It, it always made sense that the first two games were going to be tough. They had Tampa and the Chargers. But after that, especially looking at the quarterbacks that they were playing, it was the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, the right. Panthers and Sam Donald, and the Giants and Daniel Jones. So, you know, and this week the Patriots and, and Mac Jones. So it kind of made sense that, that the formula was there for them to go on a run. Uh, as you know, sometimes they, they kind of play down to that competition. So in that sense, it's been surprising. But, but the math does check out. You know, it's funny, the the Raiders, they selected number 19 overall uh, in the draft just a year ago, Damon Arnett, defensive back, and the Cowboys went until the, in the second round and got Trayvon Diggs, and he's got six interceptions, leading the league in interceptions, got more uh, more interceptions than he's got games played so far this season. Uh, how nice has it been to see what Diggs is, uh, has been able to do? And, and uh, man, he's got to be the guy that's kind of leading the charge right now for even defensive player of the year. You know, it's been awesome. Um, at this point, it's, it's actually – it's stupid. I mean, you know, that, that he's, he's gotten to this point, um, and it doesn't feel real. You right. know I mean, and again, you know, uh, the Cowboys have, have, you know, generally speaking, when they've had success, had really good offenses, but, but defenses that have just kind of held on. So to, so to have a defense that is, you know, partly, you know, if not majorly responsible for wins and for great things is uh, a really great kind of turn uh, in terms of disposition for the team. So Trayvon is, is, arguably the best defensive player they've had, or at least having the, the best defensive season so far uh, since maybe DeMarcus Ware. It's been a long time since they've had a playmaker like that. Are, are opposing quarterbacks going to stop throwing the ball his way? Well, I mean, what's the deal? <laughs> I, you know, I hope not because we keep getting a lot of content out of this. So, I mean, I hope the, <laughs> the, the interception streak keeps up uh, and we're able to uh, make more graphics, write more articles, uh, create more podcasts and videos and stuff. But, in all seriousness, I have to imagine that, it's go- that they're going to soon enough. But, you know, it was, it was Mike Glennon. I think that that's a little bit underrated from this past week. Daniel Jones didn't throw that interception. So Mike Glennon's obviously not somebody who spent the week game planning. And, and so maybe Mac Jones is wise enough to stay away from him this week. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Mac Jones should know him very well from their times at Alabama together. So uh, he should know what he's capable of doing. We're talking right now with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, Got to ask you about Rich Basaccia. He spent a long time there in Big D as the Cowboys special teams coordinator. He comes to the to the Raiders, and, and he's a special teams coordinator, also assistant head coach now with John Gruden gone. He's elevated to the head coach. Uh, RJ, he's never been a head coach in any level of football ever, but he is now. He's the interim. Uh, what what should Raider fans expect, and what should those players in the locker room expect from, uh, from uh, um, Rich Basaccia as the interim head coach? You know, I think he's uh, a very kind man, and I, I like you say that, and people say like, "Oh, no!" Like he's he's the one of the best people I think you can have be in charge, uh, given the situation with the Raiders right now, which he's done an excellent job covering over the last you know twenty or whatever it is hours. And 
I think he's, you know, you, you need that guy to kind of stabilize the ship. And I think a, a great comp, and it's ironic, uh, but is it, the way John Fossil handled things when Jeff Fisher was fired in, in the, the Rams' first season in Los Angeles in, in 2016. Just somebody who's well-liked, endeared, you know, highly respected, uh, and somebody who I think has the, the trust of both the offensive and defensive coordinators that he's around, and, and somebody that can be the right figurehead, front man, CEO, you know, however you want to put it. Um, I think he's, he's the perfect person, not that you want to ever have a, an archetype for this sort of situation, but the perfect person to, to try to come in here uh, and calm everything down because it's obviously going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride for a while. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a bumpy ride. The Raiders go to Denver this uh, this week. They're on a two-game losing streak, and he's got to rally the troops. You know, they're, they're going from not having their head coach that they've had for a while now to having Rich Bisaccia, a new voice in the room. How do you think he goes about trying to rally the guys? You know, I don't think he's – I think some coaches are maybe not rah-rah, but maybe, you know, cheesy tactics and – boxing gloves and, and stuff like that. I, I think Rich Pitaccio is somebody who treats players like grown men and, and understands, you know, there's an objective, there's a process, and that, that's kind of who he was, you know, during, you know, as the Cowboys special teams coordinator. You know, in, in fact, when, when he was poached by John Gruden, you know, people were really upset just because he's, he's kind of beloved in that way. So he's, he's not a, a cheeky, cheesy type of coach like, like there kind of tend to be. You know, I think some people would put, like, Dan Campbell in that category, although I, I really like Dan Campbell. But he's, he's not going to have your rah-rah speech or, you know, a viral moment like that. He's just going to show up and go to work and, and try to get through this. And, and I think that, again, that's, that's who I would want in this situation because he's, he's not somebody that's going to be emotionally swayed or compromised when, when things do get a little bit more turbulent. You know, I've seen a few players as well that, that were former Cowboys already come out on Twitter and say, hey, man, the Raiders are in good hands with Bisaccia. So it seems like at least players that have been around him for the long time, they have a lot of confidence in him. And it's strange. Did he ever express, because I know I never asked him and, and I didn't, really didn't even talk to him that much when he was there in Dallas, but did he ever express the desire to be a head coach in this league? Not, not to my knowledge. And I think some of that, like you, you, you said, you know, you didn't ask him, but I think it's kind of the way he arrived in Dallas. You know, he came with Monty Tiffin. And so, like, there was this kind of, not hierarchy, but there was this kind of, like, set, you know, line of order, so to speak. He just never really, like, it never really entered your mind. I think he's, he's kind of like, you know, on, on like, your classic, like, after-school sitcom, like, the, the really funny guy that has lines every now and then. You know what I mean? But right. isn't isn't the character who gets the, like, romantic arc or, you know, gets into trouble or something like that, just kind of the person who's along for the ride. And it's not to say he, he, does, he doesn't have influence or isn't involved, but he just isn't in, in, in front of the camera like that, so to speak. So in that sense, this is a very different role for him. Yeah, no, it seems like it's a, it's a different role, but it seems like a, a challenge that he's probably going to be able to, to, to maintain and navigate through. Uh, again, you, they got 12 games, though. There's still 12 games left to play, and uh, it should be interesting to see uh, if they rally or if they kind of just – just kind of go in cruise control uh, how they go through the rest of the season. It's going to tell you a whole lot about those players in the locker room and also tell you about Rich Bisaccia, the head coach, uh, as well as the special teams coordinator. And uh, RJ, my man, DeMond here, he had a question that he wanted to ask you real quick. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, from you covering Rich in Dallas as well, he was not only being the special teams coach, he was also the assistant head coach as he was here with the Raiders. Is there something that lends to his mindset or what he does as a co coach that will be that assistant head coach, and what does the responsibilities of assistant head coach lend to being the interim head coach? You know, I think that's something that 
Jason Garrett approached differently, uh, who he obviously coached under in Dallas, um, than, than say like Mike McCarthy does at the moment. You know, I'm not as obviously well versed on John Gruden's time with with the Raiders over the last few years, but you know, Jason Garrett and and, and really liked I think having people with experience, and that's where you know, as, as you guys know, obviously um, over your time covering the Raiders, but over the last days specifically, uh, know that Rich has that in spades, and I, I think that you know. Jason Garrett always kind of approached that as, as somebody who's, who's there to kind of answer questions. Jason Garrett was kind of your model CEO um, and guy who handled the, the press conferences and, and all the public duties of, of being a head coach, because there are a lot. And that allowed Rich Bis- or he needed that person. Right? He needed Rich Bisaccia to be that guy, to be there for the players, to, to be able to answer questions that are a little bit more mundane that come up on your day-to-day basis. And so I, I think that, you know, that led to a lot of close bonds with players, which is what, you know, we've talked about has been the case with people coming out and, and, and supporting Bisaccia in his new role. And so I think that that's probably been what he's done with the Raiders. I mean, Again, I think there are very there are a lot of similarities, you know, to what Versace did in Tampa and then in Dallas, and obviously following Gruden uh, and his return to the NFL three years ago. But um, I think it's somebody who's kind of the 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 coach to be there for discussions because the head coach is busy doing all of the duties that an NFL head coach has to do. If that makes sense. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're talking right now with R.J. Achoa from Blogging the Boys here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And, R.J., before we let you go, uh, people have hit me up on the text line talking about uh, Kellen Moore, talking about he's the guy that's calling the shots right there in, in Big D as far as the offense, offensive coordinator. Uh, what's the shot? What, what's the chances that you think Jerry lets him out of town and, and become a head coach uh, after the season for any team, not just uh, particularly the Raiders, but any team in general? Yeah, I have to imagine Kellen's going to be in high demand, um, assuming, you know, that the Cowboys season kind of plays out along the trajectory that it's on. Uh, he did interview for a head coaching job last year. I think that's notable. You know, this would technically be his second year in the cycle. It was the, the Philadelphia Eagles job he interviewed mm-hmm. for. Um, he, he did, and you remember this, cue not become the head coach at Boise State. A lot of people thought that that was, like, ultimately the end game for him. as um, one of the more uh, notable and distinguished alum. And so, I, you know, Jerry has some deep pockets, and you can't use that in a lot of ways in the NFL, but you can use it for coaches. And so I do wonder if that would be enough to to sway Kellen Moore to say. And I think that I I don't in any way think that Kellen Moore doesn't want to be an NFL head coach, but he is 33 years old. I mean, this is literally his fourth season coaching period in the NFL. Um, So I, I, I have to imagine that, you know, if you're someone like Kellen Moore, you want you, you might not get a second opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. So you have to be ready. And I think that's a hard thing. You have to be patient. And I say this with respect for both of you guys. I, I don't know what the Raiders' job, how appealing that would be. If you're going to get one job, do you, want to, do you want to roll the dice on this one? Do you want to try to be the guy to come in and save this? And I don't know that Kellen, sometimes is, is, he, is he experienced enough to do that, to, to command that respect? I mean, there's a lot of pressure on right. whoever is going to take this job I like for me. I think like a Doug Peterson makes sense. I'm sure you've talked about that. But somebody who's been there, done it, has the respect, has the you know career resume. Um, I just you know I, I still think Kellen Moore is going to be in the mix for a lot of jobs, but I I don't know if he's ready for that challenge just because it's a very unique challenge. It is. It really is. And so uh, it's going to be interesting. Of course, there's a long time between now and the end of the season when uh, they can actually do interviews and and hire a guy, uh, whoever that may be. Uh, But it should be interesting. But, yeah, that's one of the names that I've seen pop up multiple times on the on the should be short list, according to, well, of course, Raider Nation. But, uh, RJ, great stuff as always, my man. It's great to catch up with you. Uh, Blogging the boys, what you got coming out?
out that uh, just fans of football in general should be looking out for? You know, uh, we're riding the wave that is this winning streak for the Cowboys, <laughs> but just just kind of diving in and, and seeing how sustainable it is. You know, can Trayvon get interceptions every single week? You know, looking back at the past, players who have had great runs, great streaks, and, and kind of trying to predict and, you know, foresee the future, which is obviously something that nobody is good at. But um, it's, it's a fun season, certainly, and, and certainly be thinking of you guys and the Raiders. And, and can't wait to talk to you, too, uh, around Thanksgiving as, as we get ready for that matchup. Uh, and do me a favor and just beat the absolute crap out of the Eagles in two weeks. <laughs> no problem. I got you covered, my man. And I'm trying to make my way to Big D for that Thanksgiving game. So I'm sure if you're there, I'll see you in the press box. Sweet, man. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck. You guys are killing it today. You know, really doing a great job. It's something that I'm sure you didn't see coming a week ago. No, not at all. Not at all. But we're trying, RJ. We are trying. Thank you so much for your insight. I appreciate you. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. R.J. Ochoa does a great job covering the Cowboys at R.J. Ochoa on Twitter if you're looking out for him. And uh, I tell you all the time that the Cowboys and the Raiders have so many interchangeable parts that it's always good to have uh, your good Cowboy connections on on deck. It's actually funny right now, uh, while we were talking to R.J., I had my guy Matt Mosley, who does radio on ESPN Central Texas, he was uh, actually texting me and trying to get me to come on to talk about the Raiders situation. Yeah, he's trying to get me to come on to talk about the Raiders situation. He's trying to get me for 540 Central time, which is 340 our time. And so I said, hey, I'm on the air until 6 o'clock your time. So we're going back. We're trying to do all this. Uh, we're trying to do this conversion. He can get you for five minutes doing our commercial break. No, what he's trying to do now, he's like, hey, why don't we just simulcast? How about you guys call me and we can we could both go back and forth and banner back and forth. So we might actually do that. We might have an ESPN Central Texas and a Raider Nation Radio 920 connection later on in the show. We're trying to navigate how it's going to go. But I uh, got a lot of good text messages on the Salmon Hash text line. Let me know on the air. Hey, that's what I do. 69187, keyword R&R. Also, I know a lot of uh, Raider Nation is calling the listener line. Uh, we're going to come on back. We'll close out our number one unnecessary roughness this is radio nation radio 920 welcome back to unnecessary roughness, unnecessary roughness. here on raider nation radio 920 i'm gonna have to kick you you know what today here's your boy q just got a few minutes left in hour number one of unnecessary roughness here on raider nation radio 920 got a text 69187 keyword r and salmon ash text line visit salmonashlaw.com because you deserve what's right hey q my message to the players and Raider Nation is stand by your brothers. We will per- persevere through all this chaos. The legacy of this team will not be tainted by one man's bad choices. Instead, a fire has been lit. And if everyone stays together, this team will get back on track. You the man, Q, and go Raiders. Didn't say that you were the man, Damon. Just sorry. Hey, but when Fargo Raider called, he said Damon and Q. <laughs> he did. He did. It's because D comes before Q on the, in the alphabet. So he's just giving you that proper respect. All right. I will say this. I know this is going to be kind of a totally off subject. I was dogging DeMond the other day about his hot fries decision. Speak on it. And in the hallway today, Sylvie, who works at our sister station, Comp, she uh, does a really good job on the radio there. We were talking about Halloween candy and my job is to go and buy the nerds because I always eat the nerds. For some reason, I like the nerds. And so she said, well, when you're on your way to the store to pick up the nerds, what did she call them? What did she want me to buy? Um, the Flaming Hot Cheetos Spooky Bones. Bones. Spooky Bones. And I just looked at her, and I looked at Damon, and I said, not you. You two on this hot thing, hot fries thing. Oh, yeah, they're great. I love them. He called me a child. I did. I but called her one, too, though. Uh, I did. I we're did. adults. <laughs> In this workplace, flaming hot everything. Apparently. Apparently, I would much rather have a Halloween bowl of flaming hot Cheetos than 
like any candy. Okay. Just You're, reach in. Okay. Maybe, you, ooh, an assortment. You of, are cut off now. The Flaming Hot Fries, the Cheetos, maybe the Spooky Bones. Yeah, all that good stuff. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Rob. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. Hey, DeMond. Uh, Rob from Colorado. Q, longtime listener of the podcast. Love the show. Thank you, brother. Uh, just first time calling, really. Uh, what kind of sparked me to, to call in was just, uh, you know, listening throughout the day. And I can't believe we have callers defending Gruden, uh, making claims that he's been targeted. You know, one caller earlier today on Clay and Heidi even went as far as saying Gruden couldn't be himself. You know, Gruden, Gruden showed who he is with his comments and, and, and the emails he sent. Uh, he just didn't want everyone to know who he really is. Uh, now that it's out, it just speaks to his character. Uh, no real Raiders fans should defend Gruden. Uh, you know, Al, Al would have never accepted this. Uh, he was a leader in promoting diversity and inclusion. Uh, Raider Nation should be upset today. Uh, however, they should be upset with who was in charge of the team and who was allowed to coach Sunday. Uh, we will see, again, you know, kind of, kind of with, as the truth comes out more and more, um, again, who was, who was in charge. So um, I just hope going forward Mark makes a better choice uh, in the future. Um, I would also encourage everyone listening to to listen to what Jim Trotter had to say earlier today. Mm. A lot of good insights there. Um, love love the comments that he made. Um, and I just finally want to want to end make it quick is you know let's support the Raiders and not the ex coach. Uh, so thanks for the time again, Q. Love the show. Thank you for the call, my man Rob. Right there, appreciate it. And uh, that's yeah, that's a that's a good, powerful, uh, passionate call. Definitely appreciate that. Let me pass this news on. This is big coming down from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. The Bucks are removing John Gruden from their ring of honor. If you remember, before he decided to return to the sideline for the silver and black, he was honored, and I believe it was that Monday night football game, and he was in the red, the red visor, the red jacket. He was out there hugging all the players, and he was all fired up. They put him in the ring of honor, and that's the night I actually knew Oh, there's no doubt he's returning to the sideline because you can see how much how fired up he was to be on the sideline again and be amongst the the players again. I knew that that day, and now Tampa Bay just put out a statement. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advocated for purposeful change in the areas of race relations, gender, equality, diversity, and inclusion for many years. While we acknowledge John Gruden's contributions on the field, his actions go against our core values as an organization. Therefore, he will no longer continue to be a member of the Buccaneers' ring of honor. I was going to drop a flex bomb, but I was like, no, 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 this isn't the time. Oh. I don't want to dance on his grave too much. No, I mean, that's that's big. Yeah. That's big. I, To be honest with you, and shame on me, I guess, I didn't even think about the ring of honor that Tampa Bay put him in until I actually saw that piece that just came down from Ian Rappaport. Wow. Damn, that's uh, that's big, man. <laughs> now, it's, I mean, it's, it's still it's sinking those, in. That's big. You don't want someone that's expressed all these different views a part of your organization. Right. No, no. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I'm not, you know, going against them and saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying yeah, that. You can't blur them from every Super Bowl video, but you can. This is one step that their organization can take. And they did it. And they did it quickly. They didn't mess around. It ain't even been 24 hours since he, uh, he resigned, and they're already removed him from the Ring of Honor. That's a big deal. That is a real big deal. 256 is the time. When we come back, we've got a couple more calls that we'll get to. We'll kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. Plus, in this hour coming up, Coronado head football coach Freddie Belenikoff Jr. will join the show as he is the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week for Week 8. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.